Hi, welcome back to Talk Talk. I'm your host, Emily Osan. I'm here today with Ian Galley, IB language and literature teacher, and Nicole Monfay, science and applied ethics teacher. So we're here today to start to discuss TOK essay title three, Does It Matter If Our Acquisition of Knowledge Happens in Bubbles, Where Some Information and Voices Are Excluded? And we're meant to discuss this with reference to two AOKs, which is cool. We can talk about any two we like, uh, which I think frees us up a little bit to just talk about what we know um, and what we might want to know more about. So to begin with, maybe I'll start with you, Ian. What was it that interested you about this question? Or why did you choose to take your free time and sit down and talk to me about this? Well, actually, what I thought was interesting is there's a couple of things. First one is um, <clears throat> I have an interest in interdisciplinary learning, and I can see how it links to the idea of learning in isolation um, and, and the benefit of perhaps seeking alternative perspectives. Um, and then beyond that, as a teacher of, of language and literature, we've explored um, in the past in my, some of my classes the election in the United States um, and how people attributed filter bubbles to cultural polarization in America. Mm. And I thought that that was just some, something interesting that I'd looked at with students in the past and mm. it was relevant to this topic. Mm, yeah. I mean, you mentioned elections in the United States, but certainly elections everywhere. Yeah, in the right? world, in, absolutely. In the UK as well at the moment, yeah. uh, the polarization in terms of um, mm. political... Uh, affiliation is, is, is pretty pretty extreme yeah I think I think that's a kind of a, a nice one just right away politics this the link mm-hmm. to politics and and the implications of those voices that are so loud in certain political bubbles mm-hmm. yeah I, I think you're right on that mm-hmm. how about you Nicole what was it that you liked about this question um so back in my undergrad we did a topic um, on echo chambers and epistemic bubbles. And I found that really interesting um, being from a science background where um, obviously a lot of things that we do are not in isolation. You do experiments and you do um, research and you have like peers um, speaking to that or um, whatever the case may be, depending on which part of science you're in. Um, so that was the first um, part of it that was interesting for me. But also on the other side, in which um, I'm a Gen Z millennial, I don't know what the, I don't know what the distinction is. Um, but also, obviously, spending lots of time and growing up on social media, um, and having that that kind of um, that kind of I suppose situation where a lot of times what I'm consuming is in a bubble. What I'm consuming is very like tunnel vision, right? Depending mm. on what I'm what I like, what. Um, my devices are recommending to me are based on things that I do yeah. or, or, or things that I do like and things that I want to see. And I think for me, one of the most um, eye-opening moments for me was um, we have, I was having a conversation with a couple of friends. Um, and in that conversation, um, I thought about how when I see like a post on social media or when I see something, right, that I don't agree with, I will literally go into the comment section and find a, a person who's commenting something that I agree with and then like that because that is literally <laughs> confirming my bias and confirming me oh. and like what I like, right? And I thought that was so interesting for me because it showed me that um, 
in as much as I may not necessarily be exposed, maybe exposed to lots of different opinions or whatever, I still consciously and maybe even subconsciously choose um, to listen or choose to engage with things that agree with me or things that make me feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and so that was, well, I was like, oh, okay, I need yeah. to reflect upon that and think about it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, confirmation yeah. bias so, is so, a real thing. And it links up with your implicit biases yeah. as well. And so, yeah, it's it can become extremely yeah. intense. It's yeah. interesting because in the social media is something that we yeah. curate essentially yeah. our own bubble, literally, if you will. Yes. Like, I want to know. Actually, I have multiple Instagram accounts, right? <laughs> I have one for each different kind of bubble I want to be in. That, well, yeah. And I don't in necessarily think of it that way initially. Mm-hmm. But um, on, like, one account, I've got, like, a teacher account. Mm-hmm. And I only follow um, educational Teachers, things. Yeah. And, and things that I would want my followers, who may eventually be students, mm-hmm. I would want them to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I only follow those yeah. kinds of, you know, yeah. pedagogy-related yeah. things. And then you've got your personal account. Then I've got my personal <laughs> account, which <laughs> is private. <laughs> right? And then, I, and then I've also got, like, a, I've got a Talk Talk account as oh. well, which is all knowledge-y. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and then I've got a cat account. Just to see cats, <laughs> sometimes, you know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, in that sense, like, mm-hmm. those kinds of bubbles that mm-hmm. I've created, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it doesn't matter in those bubbles matter, yeah. so much yeah. because, number one, I've curated it um, mm-hmm. and they're f- curated, like, intentionally for yeah, a purpose. For, yeah. but, but then when it starts becoming, when it starts seeping into, not real life, but, like, other places of your life things like more consequences consequences, exactly yeah how you relate to other people things that you do at work then it becomes a problem yeah Yeah. and i i intentionally also i'm super i get really upset by politics and i don't have a good way of i don't really know what to do about stuff you know yeah i mean all i know what to do is like talk about it Mm. and so that's what i mean that's why i have a podcast i like to talk (laughs) but i don't i don't know how to make action and so i sometimes find that I'll intentionally disclude those mm-hmm. things from my world yeah. because I just, it's not that I don't want to be knowledgeable, yeah. but I just don't know what to do about mm-hmm. it. So it's in a sense, yeah, it does matter. I'm maybe missing some things because yeah. I don't want to hear voices that frighten me or that make, you uncomfortable. make me yeah. uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> yeah. actually, that's not true. I like some, some um, discomfort. But not all. Not all. But not all. Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> Mental health as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I, That's I also my Facebook, and, and I, I'm very cautious of social media. Yeah. because I just thought it, it doesn't seem very healthy. These these things, mm-hmm. similar to what you were saying. One of my concerns is if you listen to an alternative point of view, mm-hmm. it feels like the algorithm puts you on the edge of a slippery slope, mm. and then and then gives you something a bit more extreme. And you're like, I didn't want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see an alternative point of view, but not yeah. one that's a bit far that like that. And then if and if you watch that, yeah. they'll give you something a bit more yeah, extreme. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or if you, and before you know it, you're like in you're QAnon, and you're just, what, oh, where, no. where am I? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, and what if you're just like looking to see an alternative perspective? Yeah. You don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet, it, it assumes you agree because you read it. It's yeah. really tricky, these yeah. algorithms, man. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a whole, they have their life of their own. Yeah. And I think what, what makes it so complicated is that if it was isolated, like just on your socials or just on electronic or whatever, then that would be okay. But what we are finding, what we're seeing is that it's actually seeping into... Um, into like like you said with consequences right it's seeping into yeah. how like people's actual beliefs and people's mm-hmm. manners and ways yeah. of life and I think that's where it gets very like tricky 
because it's 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 for me personally it's it's all good and well for it to be something isolated that i can that's sort of far from me that i can go in and out at my own will Mm. but then once it starts affecting things that i can't control then Mm -hmm. that becomes an issue as well yeah yeah. There's also the COVID thing where people's lived Ooh. experiences yeah. are quite reduced. Yes. So then they've supplemented that with yeah. this this bubble, yeah. which oh. is deceptive in the sense that they, these aren't lived experiences. Exactly. They tell you that they are, uh, but it's just it's 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 information that's yeah. tailored for you. Yeah. To, uh, um, so this is really touching on that. Does it matter? And I mean, mm. yes, I think that of course it's going to matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And it it's not does it matter but to matter to who mm-hmm. um and this idea that it it might matter because it's going to have real world implications mm-hmm. in terms of like election decisions yeah. laws mm-hmm. um you know people make choices based on it like mm-hmm. to vaccinate or not vaccinate yeah. uh gun laws in america yeah. like these all are influenced by these bubbles mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah it definitely matters yeah. and it, what's really frightening about those is that um it's it's impossible once you're really in it mm-hmm. i think to get out of it mm-hmm. even i was talking about my own little bubble of instagram <laughs> um like i even forget sometimes about other social media yeah. types like because that's the one that resonates the most with me yeah. like i'm posting things on instagram I'm like why aren't people liking this this isn't it's <laughs> Oh, because it's actually like a LinkedIn thing. I should be using a different bubble, like entire network. Like I'm trying to do these things that are like work-based and, yeah. and actually no one here cares. No I'm like cares. shouting to the void. No one cares uh-huh. about your cats. Yeah, no, that's a di- They do. No, they, they love cats. cats. People love cats. Instagram People is, love I'll, cats. I post, it's crazy. I'll post like something really intelligent get like four Two. likes and i'm like great okay cute cat. a lot of work 50,000 yes it's like double shared i'm like what the heck right yeah but anyways. coming back to it yeah. those echo chambers get louder yeah. 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 it's not that they like an echo actually dissipates yeah. when you scream into the grand canyon it, it comes back to you, back to you mm. and back to you and back and back and back yeah. then it echoes out yeah. it goes away Whereas these kind of bubbles that we're talking about, they will get louder and louder and and they build more and they become far more extreme. Yeah, there's more layers, there's layers of extremities. You think you're in a bubble, but actually it's more like it's a network, isn't it? Yeah. You're kind of passed towards like a deeper part of that network where there's less alternative perspectives um, until, and then the the original perspectives become a little bit more. Yeah. advanced away from balanced yeah. ideas I well guess. and then once an idea is out there like it reminds me mm-hmm. like the M, um the mmr vaccine that vaccine controversy like in mm-hmm. the 80s or something there was a pub a study that was published yeah. and and within it like i don't know I remember it being very short period of time a week yeah. two weeks a month two yeah. months something like this it was retracted mm-hmm. but it was once it was out there it, it couldn't get back and so yeah. you'll still see that outdated yeah. retracted study and this happens yeah. quite a lot yeah. um even being in, cited yeah, even at, in and psychology like i'm just thinking about psychological experiments that happened decades ago that have been like proven wrong or rejected yeah. people still to yeah. this day based the you know the stanford prison experiment it, that yeah. literally was about to mention i, that. I was listening yeah. to a podcast yeah. recently mm-hmm. about that one i'll have to link it in later i can't remember what it was but yeah and it was talking about how we still draw our understanding about authority based so, on that 
experiment, experiment. And uh, no. where it was like this artificial scenario, scenario where there were prisoners yeah. and there were Stopped inmates and, and, and all of these but there was conditions. apparently there was this like influence from the experimenter to say we want you to, to, to kind of we'll make it miserable I, it was a bit uh, more complicated than that yeah but because of that and and, and actually some of the um people that were involved with it have yeah. come back and said you know I faked it. Oh, <laughs> there were things like I thought he wanted a show, so and I so gave I him a show. People do. They, and they, they like, give what they think you, you yeah. want, don't they? So, oh. but, but the findings about it were like you know so yeah. so um, yeah. informative and foundational about how, well, how we think yeah, about people in positions yeah. of authority. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, just even bringing it back to like science as well. Same things like you what you mentioned about the vaccine. There's been. So many things that obviously science is trial and error theories that people are trying to prove either wrong or correct, right? And so many things have gone out and people have been like, no, actually, no, we, something happened, it was wrong, whatever, whatever the case may be. And people are basing, basing off like their lives yeah. and like core beliefs and core values yeah, off of yeah. these things. I'm just even thinking back to the vaccine because obviously when the COVID vaccine came out, that was also very huge, like in every part of the world, I suppose. Right. Um, and even in my little circle um, back in South Africa, there was a lot of like fear, obviously, um, of the unknown, but also a lot of, oh, this scientist said this and this person said this and so we can't trust the vaccine right. and so X, Y, Z. And it's just, it, in those cases for me, it comes back to where it does matter, right? Our acquisition of knowledge does mm. matter, right? Um, and I just wish um, that for me personally at the beginning that I would have also encouraged my friends and my group of people that were around me to like obviously look past what we're seeing, like research some more, like yeah. look at alternative yeah. sources as opposed to just the one um, that is being told to you yeah. by, and this also comes in with religion as mm -hmm. well and religious leaders as well. So it's so complicated and it's so complex. I, I, I see two things that I think are recipes for trouble. One is when the bubbles overlap, mm. which happens, I think that's a site of conflict. Yeah. In terms I, of like religion and science? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's this comedy theory which is the benign violation theory, which is the idea that um, you, in order to tell a good joke, oh. it needs it needs to be an attack, oh. but the attack needs to be benign. Yeah. So okay. it's some kind of violation. That's it. That's uh, yeah. but it's got to be you got it's got to be understood that this this attack is is a friendly one, right? But the problem is, if you go th when you go to a comedy club in New York now, they make you put your cell phone in a plastic bag or a paper bag and seal right. it up with tape, because when someone tells a joke, it's supposed to be being a bit mean, but they don't. It's not serious. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're right. Like, so the, and it's within that context. Within that context. Within those walls. Yeah, so the first thing a comedian will ask you is, "Are there any New Yorkers in the house? Is there any any Canadians? You know." So they try and judge the crowd mm -hmm, is to mm -hmm. make a violation that is benign. Mm -hmm. um, but then someone will film it on their phone and they'll put it on social media oh. and that's then that comedians will then get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, um, cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because outside of their, their bubble where they think it's okay to say these things mm -hmm. because they've checked and no one seems to be getting upset by it, mm -hmm. yeah. it's then put somewhere else yeah, where yeah. it's just inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and you get it... And with, it blows up. You get it with yeah. students at school where they tell a joke and you're like, that's really not a school-appropriate joke, you know? Mm. Um, but the benign violation theory, I think it really fits well with this idea of a filter bubble because mm. what often happens is one bubble will find 
they'll dig into another bubble, find something that they don't like, and they'll drag it into their bubble and say, look, this is wrong. Yeah. And they'll use it to reinforce their bubble. They'll say the outsiders have done this, you know, um, in order to reinforce this and strengthen their bubble. They, they look for examples of, it's often the right and the left, isn't it, yeah. in America. Look what the right did, look what the left did, mm. um, in order to reinforce their bubble. Mm. But they, what they're doing is they're digging in to a different context. Mm. Um, and pulling it into their context mm-hmm. where, where it's just like it just doesn't it work. does it yeah it's it's an interesting yeah. issue i'm just even thinking about um julia um galef's scott um, and soldier mindset if you guys have heard about that where um she speaks about like how we have a scout mindset and how we have a soldier mindset right and like a scout obviously if you think about the word like going up into like you know soldier terms going up into like a tree and like scouting out to see the danger whatever the case may be and then having a soldier mindset where it's like okay i'm literally going like no, there's war going to attack right yes 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 and i'm just thinking in terms of like um with these bubbles these reinforce either our scout and our, and I'm just thinking in terms of like the overlap and I'm, I'm really interested to see the overlap in between the two because obviously sometimes in some situations depending on what it is and how close it is to you mm. you might have a scout mindset towards that but also depending on another situation and mm. once again how close it is to you, you might have a soldier mindset around yeah, that true. and it's a thing of like how do we navigate that um and how do we sit with the nuance of that because that tension mm. is something that I struggle with a lot where some like for example with religion because I'm I'm religious right mm. I tend to be very like no, social media. Like, I don't want, don't, don't talk about my religion like that, right? Or whatever the case may be. Um, whereas with certain other things that aren't really close to me, um, I'm just like, oh, okay, like, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. So it's just, in, and, and it's just interesting, like, for me, also the psychology and the emotional response to that, because once emotions get involved, um, that also changes the level, mm. the, the level playing field. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just interesting to, to to have to sit in that to sit yeah. in the yeah. patience of it yeah it's really I, tough I mean I you don't want to do it <laughs> you get personally attached to our yeah, ideas we do we? we do we do um, I want to just kind of flip the question because we've been talking so much about does it matter, matter yeah. uh, that we haven't even discussed about the some information and voices are excluded mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so I see this question as like does it matter to like our acquisition of knowledge mm-hmm. and does it matter to those voices that might be excluded? Um, so, uh, like, I, I, I really think... <coughs> I would say yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's a theory, spiral of silence theory, which is the idea that there's a, a constant messaging from dominant, of dominant ideologies mm-hmm. and subordinate ideologies uh, that may be um, uh, opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Over time, they receive constant pressure from dominant views. Um, and and what, what you see is a spiraling silence because while people's minds aren't changed, they just stop talking about it. Yeah. So uh. first, you know, maybe 10% of people that disagree just stop disagreeing. Uh. But then it'll be 20% and eventually they'll just have unanimous it's dominant ideology. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've seen it um, so that's where, essentially, where yeah, some just... topics are raised and portions of mm. the room just stop speaking. Yeah, and that they don't disagree; mm. they just stop speaking, mm. and that's because they've learned yeah. not to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, it's yeah. why bother? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and yeah. also we'll go away and we'll talk about it yeah. in our own bubble. In our own yeah. bubble, where yeah. we yeah. can yeah. complain. Oh. Oh, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, it's taking me back. What you said is just taking me back to 
2016 at my university, we had student protests. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had them in April, and then we had. Where them was your university? Um, Rhodes University in South Africa. Oh, okay. Um, and so we had student protests at the beginning. Um, the big, the first one in April was about um how the university was handling oh. um sexual assault cases and how they weren't doing enough. And the second one was about fees must fall, which was a national wide protest that all the universities in South Africa got involved in um, oh. about reducing um, fees um, on the high institution level. And I'm just thinking those spaces that um, if you were for that specific ideology, if you were for what the protests were about, then there was a camaraderie. There was yeah. a, like, you, you're a part of us. You're definitely like, you wouldn't get shunned out, whatever. But like, if you weren't, that was trouble <laughs> if you weren't. I'm just thinking, and obviously reflecting back, um, I still believe and stand for what those protests were, but I'm just thinking in terms of like now the flip side um, of how people who didn't stand for those protests, or how they didn't agree or how they yeah. didn't want to be involved in those protests, right? I'm sure they had their own reasons for mm. or for for not being whatever, but what you're saying is that they, they got yeah, cut off. They got cut off because... Well, it's, it's almost yeah. voluntary though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Eventually the... I think that the theory is just yeah. that it's about constant, continuous pressure that, yeah. that never stops. Yeah. The natural thing is that that pressure will feel stronger because the people around you, you are all, don't disagree yeah, anymore. And therefore, yeah. you, if you do disagree, but you don't see anyone else disagreeing, you, you think that you're the, the only problem. one. You're yeah. the only one that <laughs> yeah, thinks yeah, this yeah. way. But actually, yeah. you might find them more than half. More people than think half, that. They yeah. just can't say it. Say it. And, and that's what happened in, in terms of when we have like student <laughs> gatherings. Um, and then if a person were to say something that wasn't what the majority agreed on, mm. and then they realize that, oh, no, I'm the only person who is saying this, then there would be a switch. But then you there have a secret a ballot. You know, like maybe <laughs> and then it doesn't reflect on what is... General the, elections yeah, and things. And, yeah. and then people are shocked, surprised about at, the, at the secret ballot. Yeah. Um, at, or um, there's that sensation of your bubble popping Oof. sometimes where actually your whole world view collapses. Because... Yeah. Um, while it, there's a lot of kind of conditions that create that sense that this is definitely right, nobody's yeah. disagreeing with yeah. me. And then one day someone goes, well, actually, no, everyone disagrees, they're just not telling you. <laughs> yeah. and, and you have that feeling of abs- your, your perspective on the world was, was actually quite off. Yeah. So I want to think about this in regards to science and literature. Mm. Mm. Can we think about some like examples of academic bubbles? Yeah, yeah. Which, which you think might exist, or we can see maybe because they've popped, or you know, it's it's sometimes easier to see not now when you're in it, mm-hmm. but twenty five years later mm-hmm. once it's passed. Are we talking about the content itself or academia as a whole? Like, so for example, academics and the whole process of higher education institutions. Or are we talking about actual like? Oh, research and I, I suppose either going. one. Okay. If whatever comes to mind, okay. I mean. So I mean, there's there's books about you know the topic of different spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. Then there's also literary theory. Mm-hmm. Um, Socrates believed that the invention of the alphabet would create a society of people that couldn't remember things. Wordsworth thought that the linear sentence uh, had had forced the human mind into only thinking in single linear thoughts. Mm. So in, in in those regards, I mean, literary theory has this kind of effect of, of just shaping the way mm-hmm. we think mm-hmm. um, but I think that the bubble is, is created by mass communication 
mm. and and just you know the very first books that were published mostly the most common one was the bible mm-hmm. um, that obviously created a filter bubble in a sense that you know one religion was far more popular than others mm-hmm. um, that was like probably one of the best examples of, of you know of media affecting the way people think and then you've got you know the complete works of Shakespeare as well floating mm-hmm. around, but not very many authors and people th- still regard mm-hmm. Shakespeare as one of the greatest playwrights ever. And, and I kind of believe in it too because I'm British, but um, <laughs> there's my bubble, right? Um, but is he or was he just the person that got the printing press at right. the time? Yeah. You know? And now, you know, you have PewDiePie. Is he really oh influential or, or, or is he just um, someone that got, got into the got video fame, thing yeah. first? You know, Was and, there the and, right and, time and place? And Luck. you got the Facebook guy, Zuckerberg, <laughs> yeah. and, and did he just get there first? So he's created this entire bubble for himself. Um, uh, and what's the next the next thing in the future where, where we immerse ourselves? In, I, I don't think it's going to be the metaverse. I don't think people oh. fall into that. But I do think that is a bubble where mm. you actually are actually, you know, you, you are submerged, completely yeah. immersed in a bubble yeah. of, of, of ideas, which completely divorces you from reality. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing, but I don't think people are really biting on that. <laughs> It'll catch on, I think. Yeah. I mean, the VR is incredible. It's yeah. got so much potential. Anyways. In terms of mass communication, the written words. I mean, that's a scary one, actually, because that's a world that we can literally create everything. The reality we can completely shape. There's (laughs) no limitations, which is So you have Ready Player One, where there's this idea that... Yeah, that was such a good one. Society kind of decays mm-hmm. because people now value the artificial. It's just that, yeah. Uh, they, they'd prefer a f- their own personal reality. Yeah. I think that's a pretty like realistic projection of yeah. may, may where we might head. It might be a, a parable for now or even yeah. maybe the 1960s. But I think um, if you yeah. read about what people said about radio mm-hmm. and the written word, it sound when we read it when they talk about the global That's village true. and things yeah. it, it sounds like the internet yeah yeah you know true. um i think that we've always thought that mass communication will create these kind of bubbles and mm. but it's very odd yeah. uh, just to see how in the 60s we talked about radio as if it were the internet. Oh, that's so funny now that you mention it. <laughs> well, actually what you're talking about isn't necessarily like creation of bubbles. It's just creation of new technology and media that allows communication which is a foundation for having a kind of community Mm. i see a community as similar to a bubble Mm. but i think that a community is open to other communities where a bubble is not and open to other people coming in with certain ideas yeah um yeah just to flip it over to to the sciences right i was just thinking about how when you are um, I just finished my master's and majority of my master's was spent on trying to prove this thing worked, right? Um, and in my writing of my thesis, what I would do is that I would search for lots of articles and lots of information that were pointing towards what I was saying and that were confirming that yeah. what, or supporting that what I was trying to prove right, yeah. or trying to prove was right, right? Um, and whereas, and I was just thinking this happened, because obviously when you are writing a thesis, you think of writing like a, a, a IA or EE, whatever the case may be, sorry, excellent essay, whatever. You are looking for sources, you're looking for information that are going to prove or support what you are trying to say. 
right and i'm just thinking in terms of when it came to the limitations of my study i just glossed over that i was like oh yeah hmm. like i just like a little gloss over like yeah this is this is definitely what is going to work it's gonna work it's going to happen like you all need to like like um invest and fund it but like the limitations like uh, they're not that great i mean i mean they're not that important right look at the big picture here okay (laughs) and i think that you find that a lot with especially a lot of scientific journals especially with 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 people trying to create things especially with biotechnology um these days it's a fast um Mm. advancing field where it's trying to prove something or trying to get something to work and you'll see the trend with um a lot of those article journals a lot of those inventions whatever it's a thing of this works this Mm -hmm. works this is what it's going to be the next big thing and then people will gloss over like the limitations or the negative impacts the thing of like this works but like don't think about like the radiation problems like don't don't worry worry about that but like it works it's such a nice (laughs) point you're making because uh, we we just did this comparison about like different areas of knowledge whether they're more subjective yes or the art history and so many students want to go right towards like natural science it's not for objectivity it's not objective. and, and, and it's reason based it's not emotion no. based and it's very you know, it's very whatever yeah but what you're saying is so true i feel like that it's underestimated how much yeah. personal investment is in it is in yeah. the like the questioning Question. the searching the finding yeah. out the finding that yeah. support like people spend decades on yeah research. you're not gonna it's like not gonna be you're completely not going objective. you're no. you're if you're writing a paper no to try to like no. show your ideas, no. you're not gonna want to criticize <laughs> them too, too much. Exactly. Although I do think a really strong piece would have yeah, also a strong critical lens yeah, of their own yeah. work, yeah. and that would you would think in in a way should yeah. make it more robust. Right. Yeah. Because you've already thought through the yeah. the loopholes and yeah. the problems and, and you've already then addressed that mm-hmm. in your work. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, you you've got to find that gap, yeah. haven't you? So there've been studies if you can see a problem with a study or that you can see a problem with the the kind of collection of studies that have been there already. That I mean that's your gap, isn't mm-hmm. it? In order mm-hmm. to can can you fix that problem? Can mm-hmm. can, can you Adapt, create a study that kind of addresses that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's easier said than done because that really means that you need to discredit your peers in a way. And and, and you know what? That's such a great point because what I saw being um, a a postgraduate student is that that also, like, the, the content also starts creating bubbles in the reality of people's lives, in the human relationships outside of the work because it's like oh this researcher in this lab does not agree with what i'm doing and so therefore like we won't talk to each other yeah we're not going <laughs> to engage with them like and so there's the whole like the thing of, of mm. the whole situation where the content like what actually is being researched is now mm. influencing people's outside relationships mm. outside of the actual mm. research or whatever and i think that's so fascinating because it just comes back to just how basic human instincts are yeah. and emotions are i have to i have to sort of start to bring this to a close because yeah. we're already at a half an hour but yeah. i can't finish talking about this question without mentioning um like the image of voices that are excluded mm-hmm. all i can think of are like women minorities Mm -hmm. underrepresented Mm -hmm. trans so on like groups of people whose voices have been silenced and um and why that might matter not only to 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 them but to us like Mm -hmm. us as the acquirer of no knowledge Knowledge, that that we're going about our lives oblivious in a sense to this other reality 
as if our reality is the only one. <laughs> and, and, and I think we're just, it matters because it makes us smaller. Mm-hmm. It makes us less empathetic. Yeah. It makes us, um, and it, you it know, could it, be, if we're being honest, there are fatal consequences to it not matter. Absolutely. That's, the, that's for me, that's absolutely pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at the very real yeah. extreme, not even extreme, extreme of it, just no, the reality of it is, is, you know, human lives, lives are, are lost. At, at stake, um, yeah. and it goes, it gets quite, it gets quite dark if you think it about it really, like that. Yeah. And I mean, I think about a lot like indigenous cultures that are yeah, just gone, and um, yeah. and you know, through the colonization yeah. of the world and, yeah. and our, and you know what, does it matter? We'll never know how much it matters. Yeah. What was lost. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. Ah, God, I was watching this movie. I, mean, I can't remember what it was. What was the name of it? Oh, God, it was so good. Right, Wind River. Um, and it was this movie set in, I believe it was in Wyoming or Montana. And it was, it was so dark. It was so, so horrible. And there was this part where this man is mourning the rape and death of his daughter. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a Native American man. And... He's gone and he's painted his death face on. And his friend who comes over and says, what's that on your face? And he goes, it's my death face. And, and his friend says, like, how did you know how to do that? And he said, oh, I just made it up. No one's left to teach me. It, it, it's just one like tiny little drop of what might have been lost. Yeah. Mm. Just cultures, practices, traditions, yeah. uh, you know, the history, yeah. the stories, the meaning. And, yeah. And just, the, yeah, just to just like as a third um, culture kid, just thinking about that really resonates well with me because I'm thinking like my my parents have been trying recently that now they've gotten older to be like, okay, we need to teach you about your culture because a lot of like my <laughs> like it's so lost in me, right? Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking in terms of that for me personally, who's sitting from a, a position of like relative privilege in terms of like mm-hmm. class and economy, right? And I'm just thinking in terms of like other people who don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about communities and tribes of people like around the world and ethnicities mm-hmm. that don't have that. And it's it's so difficult to think about in terms of, oh, like it's sad. It's so It sad. really is. Um, is there a situation where it doesn't matter? Can you think of a I, I can actually. I, I don't know where bubbles don't matter. With the acquisition of knowledge, I can actually think yeah. about how bubbles could be helpful mm-hmm. in a positive so sense. Boy, yes, right, like creative bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> I need people around me who believe in me and yeah. tell me I'm and amazing. If I yeah, like yeah. if I'm this like creative artist, but you know, um, I, I I still think that matters. So I don't. Yeah. I can't think of an example where it doesn't, it doesn't matter. unless the bubble is just so maybe just harmless. Like, like my cat bubble. Benign. Yeah. <laughs> non bubbly. Yeah, maybe like uh, yeah. maybe like a niche <laughs> yeah. interest that is very casual and but ineffective. Yeah. On that I think even even in itself is like creating hierarchies yeah. of these different uh, topics. Like my cat bubble is might important. not be yeah. as bad as like some political bubble but like it's still there's still it's still gonna have some impact on it's gonna have impact on like economies yeah because i'm gonna buy certain things because of that right (laughs) you know it it might not matter as much yeah but it does but it does still at the end of the day to some extent i was at a diversity inclusion student voice conference Mm -hmm. um and uh, one thing that i noted and it, it resonated with me from something you said is that female students announced at this conference that male students 
don't feel comfortable talking about feminism. And that when that topic is raised at school, the, the, the male students shut down. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as a teacher who's teaching feminist poetry right now, I can see um, that certain students are more vocal than others mm-hmm. and there is a gender imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I look at the data, which, which is you know um, just there on my computer, I can see that the boys aren't reading as much. Mm. They're getting lower scores. Mm. Um, and, they're, and they're excluded by the content I'm teaching sometimes oh. because I'm teaching them content that stops them from engaging. You know? So in terms of inclusion and, and uh, advancing these students that are being, in a sense, disadvantaged by the content I'm teaching, mm. how and do I yeah. teach feminism if it's going to shut down fifty percent of my students yeah. and, and mm. in a way where they feel they can't have a voice yeah. because they might if they express their opinion yeah. this will cause conflict. And you know what's interesting? This trend is not just in high schools, it's in like with like yeah. adults as well. And it's yeah. and I I, I don't because it's, it's not just only in terms of like gender, it's with race. Yeah. It's with ethnicity. And I just yeah. really, really wonder how do we get any amount of change if we're Good. Yeah. Um, We're going to get into I, something else now. So. Yeah, but okay. So I'm just going to wrap up with one yes. final statement in, in response. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go on for it. Yeah, which, okay. is, which is that I don't know if there's an answer, but I would like to clarify for the record yeah. that feminism isn't something that's only for women. It's, it's, oh, I agree. it's just that, oh, yes. you know, you agree or you think women and men should be equal. Yeah. That's. Oh. Everyone should be feminist, and I, I think it's yeah. it's a shame that we've called it feminism yeah. instead of something like equality or like equalitism or something. <laughs> and but it does emerge out of a you know well, a actually, focus on yeah, it. And the said. same thing as well. You mentioned yeah. race. race. It's yeah. just anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in the same sense, like you don't. Yeah. We just yeah. It's gonna. Well, there are actually bubbles, aren't there? There's bubbles of feminism. There's Definitely. movements and waves oh, yes. of feminism, and there are yeah. different feminisms. And there are different. Yeah views on, on feminism, feminism yeah. and what it should be. And the yeah. same with, with all political values yeah. and ideologies. Um, so, but for some reason, the bubble of feminism that uh, my students have encountered is yeah. obviously one That's that it. is not one that you're describing yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It probably pushes against something in them that Intrinsic. makes them uncomfortable. Mm. Or perhaps they're in a bubble in which yeah. that, that, that it doesn't fit in their bubble. Oh. Or, or perhaps it's just not interesting for some reason. That's true. There's that. <laughs> and, 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 and does that mean that the teachers are in bubbles where they can't engage <laughs> with their students? Because, oh my gosh. Do you okay. know, because they can only engage with a portion of their, their cohorts. Oh. You know, uh, and that would ask, could we pop our bubbles a bit so that we can be more inclusive? Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing that's hopeful is that a bubble is something that can be popped. Popped. It's different than an echo chamber. Because an echo chamber is like a solitary prison cell of sorts. Maybe not solitary, but a cell that cannot... It's a chamber, right? Whereas a bubble... bubble And it's gone. ...can pop. Yeah. I guess that's our our hope. Yeah. (laughs) So on that note, guys, here's to um, popping bubbles today. Yeah. I'm going to pop um, some bubbles later. I'm yeah, sure. well, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, like when you're a kid and you get like poppies and oh, you just yeah. yeah. went to Ocean oh Park and there were so many bubbles. Let's do that. Yeah. That's how we should, we'll, we'll go out on that. Yeah. yeah. I'll get yeah. some of those in. Okay. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Thanks you guys. So